things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give that theology to God, hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Oh man, I just love that beat. <laughs> I just love that beat. Grace and peace, guys. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Theology. This is your host, K-Dub, and today we're going to be talking about the Blessed Trinity. Before we do that, I got to tell you guys a funny story. Let me intru- let me pull you in into some of me and my wife's conversations. Most of them are funny. Some of them are uh, <laughs> theological in depth. But most of them are funny. You know what I'm saying? Most of them are just, just pure funny. We were at In-N-Out today enjoying a glorious meal together, eating In-N-Out. <laughs> we love In-N-Out, you know? And uh, we were just eating, going over. We were doing a little Bible study together. Doing a Bible study. And we were, we were just talking about how, like, man, you know, the Christian life is so counter-cultural. It's, right? What does Jesus say? You want to gain your life? Lose it. Right. It's that upside down world. Right. <laughs> Stranger Things was on to something. It's that upside down world. You know, it's so countercultural to things like the prosperity gospel. Right. I said, imagine, imagine, honey, you're, you're just on your deathbed. Right. What, what else matters? Is money going to be, you know, is that going to be like something you desire? More stuff. Right. Like the prosperity gospel say you're, you're about to die. Like there's no question about it. I said, imagine this, honey. Imagine you're about to die and Tim Ross walks into your bedroom, your, your, your hospital room, you're on your deathbed and just starts saying, I got bread in my pocket, my bread in my pocket. Like, wouldn't you just like, wouldn't that roll you over to your deathbed? Like, wouldn't that be it? <laughs> oh, speaking of bad doctrine, speaking of bad doctrine. We're going to be talking about uh, Young Don's denial of the Trinity. Young Don's denial of the Trinity. Some of you, now I'm not really shocked. Not really, wish I could say, I wish I could say I'm shocked because there's a few reasons why I'm not shocked. Every time you look up, Young Don is changing a major theological belief. And and guys, that's not even me asserting it to him. He's going to even admit that. Right. He's going to even admit that. So one of the struggles I have in responding to young Don. Is in a week he may (laughs) he may change his views and this video will be irrelevant from the sense of responding to young Don. Right. Right. He's 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 changed so many major theological views and we'll get into that. Um, But another thing. In some, in some sense, it's humorous. In some sense, it's sad. Is young Don is a novice when it comes to a lot of things. He'll study something for like a week, and he thinks he learned everything there is to know about it, and he presents himself off as a teacher. Just a reminder: young Don hasn't even been saved a full year, I don't believe. But yet, he's going around as some kind of teacher, um, which is interesting, right? Well, it was about three weeks ago. It was about three weeks ago. Someone sent me a video. They DM me on Twitter and was like, honestly, that's where I get a lot of my video content. People send me stuff. I, I don't go around just watching contrary to major, uh, many people's opinion about me. He sent me this video and it was Young Don Live denying the deity of Christ. 
And I said, oh boy. Or rather, I probably said, oh no. <laughs> um, and I said, you know what? I'll let him get finished. I'll go back and watch it. And I'll do a review in some time. Well, lo and behold, Young Don deleted that particular live. And I was never able to talk about it. Yeah, I could have came on here and said, hey, I was watching this and kind of give like a little recap of what I heard. But I was like, well, he deleted it. I don't know. Maybe he got convicted. I don't I didn't know the reason for deleted. So I thought, hey, I won't I won't do a review. Right. Well, about a week ago, I was out on I was at vacation and I saw this video and I was like, oh, man, this is this is really bad. Um, and by the way, guys, this will probably be a part three or four series on the doctrine of the Trinity. Okay. We see a, uh, glory flat fabs is saying the doctrine of the Trinity is false. There's only one God, which shows you don't know anything about the Trinity. <laughs> I am not a polytheist, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And so I said, you know, this could be a good teaching moment to explain to people what the Trinity is like to glory fabs, <laughs> explain to them what the Trinity is, what it isn't. And also show some just clear, uh, denials that young Don made, you know, you just read the Bible and it's like, how'd you come to that view? All right. So, but I think it's important to play some of his, uh, historical, what I'm going to call, uh, the, the, yeah, his, his, uh, histor the historical young Don, right. His journey leading up to that, um, et cetera, et cetera. Josh Campbell was saying the live is still on his channel. I think we may be referring to a couple different um, lives. Unless you're referring to the one three weeks ago, then I'll have to check that one out as well. Well, let me uh, play this because this is how Young Don started to. Um, let's just get into it. I'll let his words do the talking. Yes, sir. Guys, it's time I, I, I told you the truth. It's time I told you the truth. Some time ago. About uh, I don't know how long it's been now. You know what? It would have it would have started about a week before my daughter was born. So that now puts it about. Mm, let's see here. That now puts it about just you know about a month ago. About a month ago, I decided to start studying the Trinity. So about a month ago, Young Don was like, huh. I should study, let me call it what it really is, the nature of God, you know? I should finally start this journey on the Trinity, even though I've been debating, the, you know, people on the Trinity. It sounds like he's saying, well, I haven't really done an in-depth study on the Trinity. Well, okay. So about a month ago, he started to finally dive into the topic of the Trinity. All right, I, I, uh, I... I amen that, right? Study the doctrine of the Trinity. Study the doctrine of God. Um, but yeah, we will get into that. One month, right? He's, but it, it actually gets worse. I just started to start studying the Trinity. So, started studying the Trinity. Okay, well, let's. What were your findings, Young Don? What 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 started to happen? The scales started to fall from my eyes. As time went on, God went ahead and started revealing things to me. The first thing he did was show me that his law was not done away with. That was the first major deception. 
Now then, unless you're an antinomian, of course the law is not done away with, but what's the purpose of the law? Young Don believes now that uh, it is by your uh, faith and works. But again, this is going to mainly be about the deity of Christ. But he's going to, guys, he's about to say some other things he denies that might shock you. That he took me out of. Or was it that hell is not a place of eternal torture where the souls of the damned will be tortured perpetually forever and ever? Amen. But in fact, as Jesus says, those who aren't saved will perish. The word perish means to be destroyed. Yes, and he assumes that this is an, a destruction of like ceasing to exist. But as Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians talks about, it's this eternal destruction. So you can be, you can perish from this earth. That's what it's talking about. But yeah, he no longer believes in eternal hell. I mean, and be careful of people who, who describe hell as like this torturing, right? As if people are being... Get, right when you, when you think of torturing you think of them of people who are innocent right and not deserving of the punishment they're getting this is not torture in heaven they're getting exactly what they deserve i mean but as jesus says the unrighteous will go away to eternal punishment young don doesn't believe that and notice uh, uh sorry let me give the chapter matthew 25 verse 46 um the unrighteous goes away into eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So if you deny eternal punishment, why do you believe there is an eternal life? It makes no sense to, I mean, Jesus encapsulate both of those in the same verse. Again, I know much of modern evangelicalism doesn't like eternal hell or even talking about hell, but Jesus spoke about hell more than anybody in the Bible. Um, but yeah, he also denies eternal conscious torment aka eternal hell but that's not all that he denies they will be destroyed incinerated cast into the lake of fire hell and death will be cast into the lake of fire and these things will be done away with but after that then god showed me the truth about the law at least he started to he made it cl absolutely clear that the sabbath has not been changed or done away with and that we are not supposed to be eating unclean animals yeah, I know Jesus said it's not that what enters you that defiles you, but what comes out of you. You know, thus he declared all foods clean in Matthew 7. Yeah, I know he said that, but <laughs> if you eat something, that can make you unclean. Uh, read Mark chapter 7. That's very clearly taught. But not only that. It would take some time before he made me realize the, the extent to which we are expected to keep the Mosaic law. The Mosaic law has not been done away with. You hear that? The Mosaic law has not been done away with. You know what was a part of the Mosaic law? Sacrifice. You know, a <laughs> uh, life around the temple. Yet these guys are not sacrifices and animals, right? They're not worshiping in the temple. Jesus goes out of his way to destroy the temple to show you that that has been fulfilled. But anyway, let, let's see him continue on. What else he changes? And you showed me that Osas was false. You showed me that Osas was false. One saved, always saved. It's not true. That it is, in fact, conditional security. So, yeah, I know Jesus said, you know, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. But 
it's all on you. I began a good work, but it's up to you. It's up to up to you to finish it. Doesn't isn't that how that Bible verse goes? <laughs> of course not. He that began a good work will finish it. Will complete it. Jesus has not just left us um, to complete our own salvation. To to uh, yeah, endure ourselves. Good to see you, smart Christian. <laughs> well, we're all done, man. There's only a few of you, you uh, truly baldies out there, right? So we're, we're you know, I, I owe you a good troll session to come in your lives. Look, when you go live next, I got to come in there and troll you. <laughs> good to see you, bro. Good to see you. Uh, <laughs> you know, a sign, you, hey, smart Christian, it's a sign of, you know, false teachers that they wear glasses. Isaiah Salvador. Uh, hey, a lot of false teachers wear glasses. I, I'm just saying, bro. I, I... <laughs> oh, no, just kidding, man. Good old Corey, man. Good to see you. But yeah, let's continue on what else he has changed. Right. Conditional salvation, I should say. Right. It is, you must turn from your wickedness and be faithful to God. If you could. You know, one of the things that's interesting with young Don, he, he went to one extreme to the other. Right. Free grace, doesn't matter how you live. You can live contrary to a Christian, doesn't matter. Then he swung the pendulum all the way over to conditions to be saved, right? Conditions to go to heaven. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to ignore that, uh, Corey. <laughs> well, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Give me a year. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but... Young Don reminds me of a man that is just constantly, uh, constantly, you know, shifting sand, right? He's a shifting, has no foundation, right? Always going from here to there in a matter of days, guys. You guys remember when he called me a heretic for not believing in the KJV, right? Or not even not believing in the KJV, but not believing that is... The only pure translation of the English version, right? Because I, I, I mean, the KJV is a good translation. I just like other ones as well. So, remember that? Well, guys, we got a surprise on that one. Stick around to uh, hear that. Continue to live in your wickedness. Well, you will perish. It's that simple. And I really didn't think. It was going to get any crazier from there. I Just believing these things alone already put me on a very small island. Very small island. You know. Oh, you don't got to keep the law. Oh, once saved, always saved. This sure already put me in a very unpopular camp. But since while I was at it, testing all of these beliefs he's like since i was already going to heresy i thought i might as well go with more boy ain't no way boy boy ain't no way boy these lies that i've inherited from mainstream churchianity i said well how about the trinity then now i had no problem with the trinity i love the trinity when you know i've had muslims join my discord and I've debated them and, and proven to them that the Trinity is true. The Trinity is true. Why? Because according to 
mainstream Christian culture, to deny the Trinity is to deny God. To deny the Trinity is to deny Jesus, Yahweh, everything all together, as if they don't, they aren't even real. I never for a moment considered the possibility that man has miscategorized these people. I mean, Jesus sure does call himself God's son. And what we're going to see in much of Young Don's uh, defense of or denial of the Trinity is going to verses where Jesus is called the son. Jesus is called a man. And he thinks he's won the debate <laughs> as if Trinitarians don't believe Jesus is God's son, right? The son of God, as we as if we don't believe Jesus is a man. Uh, it doesn't seem like he understands the actual debate, right? We affirm. Uh, <laughs> who is this guy? Hey, who are you? <laughs> we expose Chris Williams. Drop that link. Stand down, sir. Stand down. I I've been waiting to play this clip. I've been waiting for a long time. You you know. Look at you. You big man. I'm happy. Leave me alone. Yeah, y'all, y'all leave me alone, man. I'm trying to teach right now. Maybe in the end you can come on. Maybe you can keep that same energy. He said, Y'all stop following church fathers and man-made philosophy. Hey, I will not quote one church father today. <laughs> and we'll see still demonstrate the doctrine of the trinity but nevertheless nevertheless um and maybe we can set up a conversation again I, I am doing i have content prepared so i don't know how it works on your channel but you don't just come to someone's channel demand they drop a link or they're scared or they're always running <laughs> i have content prepared if you would like to you could uh yeah you can email me and we can set something up how about that sir no one's running no one's scared Quit. There, don't be the Don King of theology. You don't have to pump yourself up with all these theatrics, right? But we'll continue. Over and over and over and over. Tells us there is only one true God. Oh, like I was saying. Going to verses that say Jesus is a man, that he is the son of God, doesn't actually prove your position. Because that's not all the Bible says about Jesus. And we'll get to that. I don't want to steal my own thunder. The Father, this is a message that is repeated throughout the Bible in several places. And so I was like, you know what? Let's, let's look into this. Let's test it. And I tested it and tested it, and it came up short. Wait a minute. Do you know how many times the, the term God the Father occurs in the Bible? Nineteen. You know how many times God the Son or God the Holy Spirit occurs in the Bible? Zero. Now, this is actually <laughs> not how you do theology. He says, well, you know how many times God the Son appears in the Bible? Zero. Which, well, actually, I, I would argue there are times where the Son is called God. And we're going to see what he actually does with those verses. Right? We're going to act. Uh, we're going to see what he does with these verses. 
But there are numerous times where he is called, the son is called God, but he wants God the son. Well, <laughs> that same argument can be flipped on to him, right? The same argument can be flipped to him. Show me in the Bible where the Bible is the word of, word of God, infallible in spirit, no contradictions. Y you see, anybody can set parameters on the argument and then when you don't find that exact verbiage, say you're wrong. That's not how we do theology. Uh, you will be in a world, you will be a world of a um, mishmash. You will be a world of wishwash, mishmash if you do that. Um, somebody mute Don King of theology. Uh, God, dude, I said, relax, email me. We can set something up. This isn't a, this isn't a playground. Meet me. This is a WWE man where you meet me anywhere, anytime, right now. No, this, come on, man. Email me. We can set something up. If not, then you know what? If you don't want to do that, then this is what you can do. Okay. Hey, hey. If I make you feel some type of way. But if the argument is, is the son called God? Um, then that can be easily proven. That can be easily proven. Uh, text like Hebrews uh, 1, 8. The son is called God. Unto you, however, this, the, unto, unto however, the son, the throne of you, O God, is the age of the age and the scepter of a righteousness, the scepter of the king of his kingdom. I mean, there's numerous texts, numerous texts, which uh, get into the deity of the son. And we're going to get there. We are going to get there. Glory five saying you're scared. I've done numerous debates. <laughs> I have no clue who you are. So anyways, um, if you want to come on to the all things theology podcast, all you got to do is send an email. I haven't seen an email come through yet. So who's really scared? <laughs> All right, we will continue with our lesson. But nevertheless, young Don, the theological um, heavyweight, went on a journey of studying. Guess how long it took young Don to study this issue of the Trinity? Now, the, the, na the nature of God is a vast topic. I would argue, I mean... Man, it takes a long time, and, and, and I would say in some sense, we're all still studying the nature of God since he's transcendent. But not young Don. And so I was like, you know, let's really dig deep. Now, I dug deep, looked into it pretty thoroughly for two weeks, and then I started to, to share this quietly, right, by discussing it with people who are members of my Discord community. Showing them what I was seeing and, you know, telling them why it was really bothering me. And, of course, to be expected, as you can probably see from the chat to your. So he got in a two week study on the doctrine of the Trinity. And. Um, yeah, learned all there is to know about God and came to the conclusion. Um Trinity's false in two weeks. And, and remember, uh, two weeks before that, he started questioning. So this is all in a month span. So a month span, he was like, maybe the Trinity isn't true. 
And two weeks into that, he's like, yeah, it ain't true. <laughs> so, and then he did this live live chat or yeah, this live stream. On the screen, I'm, I don't even want to look at it right now. But as I'm sure you can imagine, it was a bunch of venom and you're lost, you're a heretic, you don't, you're you're unsaved, you're not a Christian, you're a Muslim, all this nonsense, all this nonsense, right? Nowhere in the Bible does it say you must believe that Jesus Christ is Yahweh, is God himself, God Almighty himself. Nowhere does it say Jesus is God, right? Yahweh himself. <laughs> Be care of when people give very confident statements like this, but provide no evidence of their claim. Well, I would in fact argue there's multiple places that say this. Let's start with one of them. Uh, in John, John 8, man, this is a fascinating chapter on the deity of Christ, right? Fascinating chapter. Jesus is speaking. So he said to them again, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So the Jews said, will he kill himself? So right, they're not understanding. They're thinking carnally, fleshly minded. Since he says where I'm going, you cannot come. He said to them, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Jesus speaks of the nature of them. They are not the same, right? You're worldly. You're from the flesh. You're here. My, 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 I do not, uh, I, I do not belong to this realm, so to speak. I, 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 I am, I am from above. Yes, I was born, Jesus is saying, essentially, but don't get it twisted. I am not from here. I, 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 my, my, my existence did not begin here on earth. He says, I told you that you would die in your sins for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Notice their response. So they said to him, <laughs> What did they say to Jesus? This is what they said. Hold on, where, where is this? Oh man, I, I gotta get my clips together, man. They said this to Jesus. Wait a minute, who are you? They said, who are you? You see that? Just, and Jesus says to them, just what I have been telling you from the beginning. Throughout Jesus' ministry, Jesus was constantly telling them he is not a mere man he is not a mere man right Gennaro says why you keep blocking people sir my hands are right here <laughs> i haven't been even looking at the chat till just now so mods don't block anybody we'll let the we'll let them continue to bolster about how people are scared of them but we'll see how many emails i get i should have tens of emails right now nothing <laughs> nothing Still waiting. But anyways, Jesus says, look, unless you believe that I am he, ego I me, he is referring to the divine name, which is in uh, Exodus 3.14, right? That he is God. And just in case you're like, okay, that's, I am, that, that's, that's not strong enough. Well, we keep going down, John. 
He says, truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my words, he will never see death. Notice what the response from the Jews is. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father, Abraham, who died and the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Right. Who do you make yourself out to be? And the answer to that question is, yes, Jesus is greater than all. He's greater than Abraham. Right. He's greater than them all. Continue on, continuing on. Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. Right? It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. So the incarnation demonstrates the humility of Christ. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Now, I want I want you to know, I, I believe this referring. Uh, well, there, there goes the question. When did Abraham see the day of Christ? When did Abraham see Jesus? Now, this is what they're going to get mad at because Jesus is demonstrating he did not he did not just begin at his birth. Going on, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was. I am. Right. He is a self-existing God. Before Abraham existed, Jesus is saying I was already existing. Matter of fact, the self-existing one. Right. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Now, <laughs> just like many people today, the deity of Christ is an upsetting doctrine, right? Upsetting doctrine to the point where they wanted to kill Jesus for proclaiming his self-existence, his pre-existence, even before the incarnation, right? Yeah, go and read Daniel. Read about the Son of Man. The Son of Man is a divine being, right? Not, not just some glorified man. Anyways, we will keep going on. If Chris was a real man, he would go live right now. <laughs> yes, because being a real man, well, then I'm, wait a second. Then I'm a real man because I'm live right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> you need to work on your verbiage. Anyways, we'll keep going. I tried to unlearn it. I tried to unsee it. I desperately tried to unsee it. I watched videos after videos of guys like Dr. Michael Brown and, you know, um, William Craig and just a host of people explain the Trinity. I listened to debates from Trini with Trinitarians trying to just believe in the Trinity again. Because of all the doctrines that I've rejected, nothing has made me feel more of an outcast than rejecting the Trinity. Amen. Yeah, this is an essential doctrine. But he, he goes on later to talk about how this was like some, you know, 
he was he was denying the Trinity. He was trying to believe in it, but you know he he was kind of like scared. He was scared to go live, and people ask him about it. He was like having trouble sleeping. Amen. Amen. Um. Yeah, you should. <laughs> there should be some trembling, right? When you're denying a the God's nature, right? So. Yeah, no, two weeks of watching videos is not studying. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> That's not studying. You're just watching what people said, and but you're not diving in the text yourself, you know, looking at the context. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to my pastor. Never, <laughs> pro tip, never go live on YouTube after a two-week deep dive in Trinitarian theology. To deny standard Orthodox Christians have confessed for over 2,000 years. Yes, arrogant wickedness. Yeah. Yeah, in two weeks, you figured out God. and <laughs> Yeah, just, just amazing. Very amazing. And so I desperately wanted to be a Trinitarian again. I, I looked at all the, the proof texts that people would give for Trinitarianism and you know, I, I, I could see what they were saying, but it just could not undo the blatantly clear verses that made it clear that the one true God is the Father and only the Father, right? Now, is Jesus God? There's a way to answer that, yes. Now, every cult has to do this. When you show verses that show Jesus is God, well, he is God, just not like the Father, <laughs> Well, there's only two categories in this conversation, conversation, right? And I've done this with Jehovah's Witness. You have God and you have not God, right? Or, 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 or to put it better, you have creation and you have creator. If you are the creator, you are uncreated. And if you're a creation, you're not the creator, creator right? Jesus is the creator, and I would argue is a Trinitarian creation, Father, Son, and Spirit all uh, existed um, in creation. Creation, right? They are they can all be described as the being the Creator. Not that Jesus was created by the Father and then the and, and the Son created everything else. That's that's a Jehovah's Witness translation. That's why they have the word add the word other in John one and Colossians one. The Bible says he created all things, not all other things. Jesus is not some demigod as well, but every cult has to turn him into a demigod, some uh, some verse, some some paganistic God like that, where he's God, but he's not the one true God, I mean, which I mean, does that make him a false God? Interesting, right? Interesting. We'll We'll, we'll dive into some of those texts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Lawrence says, the same honor you give to the Father, the same honor Jesus says needs to be given to him in John chapter 5. We'll get there. We'll get there. That I do agree with. But when people say Jesus is God, they don't say it the way I say it. They don't mean what I mean. Without realizing it, from my point of view, they are turning Jesus into the Father. Eh, wrong. <laughs> so in young Don's view, if you say Jesus is God, what you mean by that is he has to be the father. Which 
if that's what he'll hear, he'll never actually engage properly with the Trinitarian. Because he, I mean, we've, we, I mean, <laughs> we Trinitarians have been very clear on the distinctions of each person. Right? But never, nevertheless. To assert that he is absolutely equal to the Father is to ignore the fact that he clearly says the Father is greater than he. Yes, in his incarnation. He humbled himself, right? He became lower, Philippians chapter 2. But the Bible also says, and this is why the reason, one of the reasons the Jews wanted to kill him, because he was making himself equal with God. John chapter 5, uh, 17 and 18, right? Even as the Father works, I work. Jesus says he is doing the same thing. He's always doing the same thing, right? And I don't think you want, I don't think you deniers of the deity hear well. I told you if we have time at the end of this live, we can have a discussion or you can email. <laughs> but you guys are the Don King of theology. Let me in or you're scared. <laughs> All right. Anyways, to ignore the fact that he was begotten. He is the father's son. He came from the father. The firstborn of all creation. And young Don does not understand what firstborn means. The firstborn in Colossians 1 is not speaking of a uh, first, cre first created thing. And I'm going to prove that here in a second because he's going to go deeper on this firstborn. But I'm just going to say it right now, but allow him to unpack what he means. But many people don't understand what firstborn means. And if you're going to say firstborn means... Every time, first, you're going to run into some major theological contradictions. And this is things like the atheists have picked up on, on alleged Bible contradictions. I'm going to show you one. Obviously, it's not a contradiction. But if you go with uh, firstborn always means first in a sequential order, you're going to end up in some major contradictions. But I will save that one for now. Think about that. If I say I am the firstborn of all my brethren, what does that mean? It means I came first. Okay, I'm glad he said that. I'm glad he said that because I'm going to show him a case where that's not the case. Matter of fact, there's firstborn is used multiple ways in the Bible. But he only allows for the sequential one. Fair enough. Give me a few clips and we will get to that. Give me a few clips and we will get to that. And so I continue to study. And, you know, there was a point in time where I was like, oh, maybe Jesus didn't pre-exist the world. Right. Maybe he was an eternal. But I was always open to it. I was open to Jesus, you know, pre-existing the world. And that's where I've leaned to at this point in time. But. The, the fact of the matter is, I still believe that Jesus came from the Father and not in some metaphorical, weird, mysterious way to where he uh, in some way always existed alongside the Father while still coming from the Father, being born of the Father. Eternally begotten is how the Catholics would put it. I was like, yeah, this does. This is just not adding up for me. It's just not making sense. Calls him his father. 
to be someone's father, it means you. So he's saying, so what he, what I think young Don is trying to articulate is Jesus did exist prior to the incarnation, but he has not always existed. I mean, you go to John one, go back as far as you want in the beginning, Jesus, the word is there, which we later, later come to find out that is Jesus having face to face fellowship with the father. Very interesting, right? So many passages which which speaks of Jesus. I mean, Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, right? The beginning and the end. Um, you can go on and on to show Jesus' eternality. Um, many passages. We'll get into some of those. We'll get into some of those. Um, matter of fact, let me let me see what I got here. Let's see if I got some. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite passages, I, I, I use this passage with Jehovah's Witness all the time because this passage clearly shows that Jesus is eternal. And I go to this passage in Psalm 102, 24 through 27, and notice it says, oh my God, so this is about Yahweh. This is about Yahweh. I say, take me not away in the midst of my days, you whose years endure throughout all generations. So David is expressing Yahweh's uh, eternality, right? Of old, you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will all pass away, but you are the same, right? And this has always been the case. And your years have no end. This same passage is quoted to about Jesus in Hebrews 1, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8. Now, there are some fanciful ways to attempt to get around this. Oh, this is not really about the son. This is the son kind of expressing this about the father. But it literally says of the son. <laughs> right? In Hebrews chapter 1. You can't get around this. Even John 1, again, I, again, I expressed that idea. This is, or uh, sorry, we'll say that for a second. Yeah, but John 1 expresses this idea of Jesus being eternal as well. Right? Well, let's see how he handles Jesus actually being called God. Jesus, one, came from the Father. He was born of the Father. The Father always existed he is the supreme god if we take a look at the word god in the bible if we take a look at the word elohim in the bible right let's take a look at this verse right here psalm 45 verse 7 psalm 45 verse 7 This is a psalm written about King David. Now, watch how he handles this. <laughs> this is not exegesis, by the way, guys. This is just asserting without demonstrating the case. But is a prophetic ver verse used to talk about Jesus. And it says, Your love, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you 
with the oil of joy more than your companions. Now, I believe there are two reasonable ways to interpret this. One, the first way to interpret this is say, saying, speaking to Jesus, he, it is being said, God, the Father, your God, again, the Father, it's emphasis being placed on who God is, right? God, who is also your God, the Father has anointed you. Remember, this is a song. But another reasonable way to interpret this is that the person who this verse is being spoken about is being called God here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right? So therefore, God, your God, has anointed you. This verse is saying that the person who is being called God has a God. Now, the one true God, the Father, he has no God. Now, what, one of, what these people will do is often pin the uh, incarnation against Jesus, right? So when Jesus, he makes himself lowly, he comes and humbles himself before the Father, right? Submits to the Father. They always pin that against, against Jesus and say, well, see, this is why he can't be God, right? I mean, but think about it. If Jesus came into the flesh, right? Second person of the Trinity, right? And submitted himself to God. Yes, he would submit to God. He would, he would submit to his God. He wouldn't become an atheist all of a sudden. Say, forget the father. <laughs> so I, I don't get this argumentation. It actually doesn't, it doesn't make sense. But anyways. And yeah, David is nowhere mentioned in Psalm 45 right here. It's not saying God and then emphasis on your God. That's his he wants, he wants to do this in, in texts like this. Like, well, see, this is adding emphasis. <laughs> this is adding emphasis on like, God, your God. That, that's what it's doing in the text. But that's not how emphasis is added. Not in that way. Um, but it's, therefore, God, your God. I mean, very clearly. Um, but So what does this mean here? If we take a look at the word Elohim, which is the word we're seeing here. And so all he's going to do here... And I'll play it. I don't have any issue with it playing it. All he's going to do is show that Elohim has a wide range of meaning. That's not debatable. That's not what we're even debating. Right? That's not being debated at all. <laughs> of course, Elohim has a wide range of meaning. It can mean angels. Yes, it can mean messengers. It can mean God. Yeah, no one's debating that. But that... Going to Elohim to show it has a wide range of meaning doesn't actually prove your point on this passage. Right? Both God are, are Elohim, Elohim. So that does, I, I don't know how he thinks this proves his point. Therefore, God, Elohim, your Elohim, Elohim, Elohim. So I want to, yeah, same Elohim. So logically, both God. Right. That's the point. He's he's actually proven the Trinitarian point. They're both God. Now, he wants to say, well, one lesser one. One is lesser God. But how do you get that out of Psalm 145? Right. How do you get that out of Psalm 44? The first Elohim is a lesser being or some sort. You don't get that there. As anointed you. Interesting. When we take a look at the word Elohim and we see what it means, we see 
rulers or judges, divine ones, angels, gods, god or goddess, godlike one, works or special possessions of God, the true God, and God. So we see here that the word Elohim does not necessarily mean the one true God, that is. So if you take his logic, since Elohim is mentioned in both passage, this passage isn't, isn't even about the one true God. Which would refute his point anyway that, it, <laughs> that it's adding emphasis to God about the true God. Absurd. Yeah, very some special pleading going on. The father. This word, word is used to point to many people other than Jesus in the Bible. Satan. Moses. Jewish men. So here's what he's doing. He's saying this word can be used about other people. But he doesn't actually tell you what it is. So he actually ignores what this passage is about because guess what? We do know who it is because it's quoted in Psalm 1 of the Son. So he says some people, this isn't about Jesus. Yes, it is, according to Hebrews chapter 1. So going to Elohim to say, well, this is about all kinds of people, Satan, um, yeah, which is just odd that you would even throw that out there as a possible interpretation of Hebrews chapter one. Hopefully you don't think this is about Satan. But again, it's quoted in Hebrews chapter one. It, it, I, I don't all this is just just talking now. Right. Jews, angels, the term Elohim is, as we can see here. All right. So. That's that. Well. We get into the issue of mediator. Um, and this is where we're going to have to take it to take you to the Greek a little bit and show you this issue of mediator is actually more deeper and significant than what uh, young Don wants to allow for. So let's hear him talk about mediator for there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man, Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus. Now, what is a mediator? Look at this. A mediator is defined as one who intervenes between two, either in order to make or restore peace and friendship, or form a compact, or for ratifying a covenant. This is what a mediator does, one who intervenes between two. Now, if Jesus is God, if Jesus is God, he cannot be the mediator between God and man. Because for there to be a mediator, there needs to be a separate party from the two being mediated. His, his argument is actually against oneness because there is two separate parties. This is actually a misunderstanding of what it means to be a mediator. Let me, let me actually define, show you what mediator because that's partial to it, right? You restore peace and friendship to form a contract between two. His, his, his answer assumes oneness. But notice, every mediator, whoever acts as a mediator, does not belong to just one party, but to two or more. You know why Jesus is a mediator? Because he actually represents two parties. <laughs> Jesus could not actually be a, 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 
a sufficient mediator if he was only a man. Jesus is a mediator because he's fully God and fully man. This is why he can actually reconcile these, these parties together and bring them together. This is why he can actually mediate sin because he took on humanity and he is God. See, in young Don, Jesus, young Don's view says Jesus is not fully God. He cannot actually mediate between God because he's not actually a representative of that. Um, he, he does not actually belong to that party. See, this is where it actually it gets him getting into the actual mediation. It actually refutes young Don here. This is a refutation by his uh, of his position going to mediator. So here we clearly see that Jesus is not regarded as God in this sentence. There is so we, we clearly saw it. <laughs> he clearly saw it. No, sir. You didn't clearly show that. You didn't you didn't clearly show that. It's one God and one mediator between God and men. That is us, the man, Christ Jesus. It's verses like this, by the way, that make it abundantly clear. That those are heirs to hear. Let them hear. You didn't actually prove anything. Uh, what well, I would argue, you prove too much by going to the Greek and, and, and uh, letting mediate, mediator actually, uh, you know, define what it is. Again, um, again. Well, I told you we was going to get to this issue of firstborn. Prototokos, and uh, talk about it a little bit deeper, a little bit more, the issue of firstborn and what it, what does it mean to be the firstborn son? What does it mean to be the firstborn of all creation, as Colossians talks about? Well, let's hear young Don. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Now think about that. He is the firstborn of every creature. What does this mean? Well, it can't mean the literal first because you're going to run into a problem even in Colossians. Let's look at it. It says he is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. So his view is Jesus is the first of all creation, right? The literal first. That's what it's talking about here. Um, keep reading, though. For by him, all things were created. So I don't know how you can be. The, how you can create everything. If you are created, because then that would mean you created yourself. See, this is why the Jehovah's Witness have added right there. All other things. Because they're saying, well, yeah, he wasn't, he was created, but he created all other things. Well, that's not actually in the text. Allah's Greek word for other is not in the text. But anyway, let's keep going. Um, in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, where the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. It's actually defining the firstborn category of what it means. <laughs> if you, if you actually keep reading and in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning. Listen to this. Remember the definition young Don provided for firstborn was literal first. Right. 
He says, well, so verse 15 is saying he's the first creation, first created thing, right? Okay. Notice what it says in 15. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Let me ask you this question. Was Jesus the first person that ever rose from the dead? It might take you a while. Um, and, and, and Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm not on your time. You're on my time. When I'm ready, you'll get invited. So there's that. Was Jesus the f- literal first that was raised from the dead? If that's going to be your definition, because you're going to have. So if you say no, now you're using a, a different uh, definition of firstborn than you just used literally two verses ago, but without uh, reasoning. Obviously, Jesus was not the first person to raise from the dead. I mean, do we remember Lazarus, right? <laughs> Lazarus raised from the dead prior to Christ, right? Matter of fact, there were many who resurrected on the day of Jesus Christ's uh, crucifixion. You know, some Old Testament saints, uh, I, don't, I, I wouldn't go with that. But ne- nevertheless, there was a resurrection. Nevertheless, there was a resurrection. So if you're going to say Jesus was the literal first creation in verse 15, then you're going to have a contradiction in verse uh, verse uh, 18, where it says he's the beginning, the first from, from the dead. This is called a, a contradiction. Let me explain the doctrine of firstborn. Let me explain the doctrine of the firstborn. I will believe um, firstborn speaks of the preeminence. He's speaking of their status. Uh, matter of fact, I had something I want to read here. It says the word firstborn signifies priority. In the culture of the Bible times, the firstborn was not necessarily the oldest child. Firstborn referred not to birth order primarily, but to rank. The firstborn possessed the inheritance and leadership or the blessing. You have this in numerous passages, by the way. Let me show you. Let me show you a couple passages which brings this out. Um, let me show this. Uh, so Genesis 48, 14. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on the head of Ephraim. Right. Well, we know uh, the hand being laid on by the father on the son was to signify a blessing, inheritance. So so he laid the hand on Ephraim, who was the younger child. Listen to this in his left hand on the head of Manasseh, crossing his hands. Right. For Manasseh was the firstborn. Now, this is speaking of a sequential order. So Ephraim is the younger child, right? This isn't debated, right? Ephraim, who was the younger? Well, look, look at this. Look at what Jeremiah 39 says. We've already established Ephraim was the younger child. And this is where atheists tried to pick up a Bible, alleged Bible contradictions. But they actually, like young Don, don't understand the, the terminology of firstborn. Notice what Jeremiah says with weeping, they shall come and with pleas for mercy. I will lead. Right. I will lead them back and I will make them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel and Ephraim is my firstborn. Wait a second. Wait a second. 
Genesis 48, 14 just told us that Ephraim was the literal younger child. So how can Ephraim be the firstborn if Ephraim, Ephraim was the secondborn? That's because firstborn many times refer to preeminence. He was the one that received the blessing. And that's what is going on in Colossians. Jesus is not, it's not speaking of literal first created thing or first person that rose from the dead. It's he's, he's above, he's preeminent above creation. This so young Don does not understand firstborn terminology. And so this is why it actually leads him to major confusion. Well, if I had a son, wouldn't that make me the firstborn? Or if I was the first created first son, wouldn't that be the firstborn? Well, the Bible also refers to firstborn as preeminence, right? Priority. Yeah, I love the Bible. <laughs> All that theology. Where, 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 is the, where is the people responding to that now? I mean, Jesus is above creation. He entered into creation, though he is God in the flesh, Right? You know, I, I, I uh, had a conversation, me and a buddy had a conversation with uh, some Jehovah's Witness a few years ago. Um, and they were hitting with the firstborn, hitting with the firstborn, right? Hitting with the firstborn, right? <laughs> and they gave us enough time, graciously, I would say they were a nice Jehovah's Witness, to elaborate on this firstborn. And when me and my friend... When, my, when me and my friend got done, he had no response. And he was just like, well, I have to look at that, which is fair. I'm not. But he kept using the firstborn argument, even though we had demonstrated him. Um, firstborn does not always mean that. And, and, and quite clearly in Colossians 1 does not mean that. Otherwise, you're going to run into a contradiction from verse 15 to verse 18 or 17. But you get my point. Well, Let's see. We have another one. The Shema comes up. You guys know about the Shema. Deuteronomy 6.4. Deuteronomy 6.4, right? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Right? I wish I could do the Hebrew. I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> uh, I would butcher it terribly, but let's hear this. No, I've never heard a Trinitarian explain this verse to me in a way that makes it make sense. All right. Well, young Don, I, I hope to be the first one. I look forward to it. You know aligning with their views first it doesn't matter which version you look at it in that's what i love about it first corinthians chapter 8 verse 6 but to us there is but one god the father of whom are all things and we in him and one lord lord means master right there we have but one teacher one lord one that we follow Going to verses like this does not actually help Young Don, but it makes it worse. Again, I told you this is about the Shema. Uh, Apostle Paul is quoting the Shema. What is the Shema? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And, and, and what Paul is doing in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, he expounds on the Shema and includes Jesus. Now, if Jesus is not God, this would be absolutely blasphemous to do this. This would be... Blasphemous to include Jesus alongside the Shema. This was like, 
the Shema was included, you know, you know, you kind of think of like the John 3.16 of uh <laughs> of Israel, right? They had it everywhere. This was on bumper stickers, right? On chariots, <laughs> on horses, right? This was everywhere in a Jew's home. What the apostle Paul does, he's expounding on the Shema, and it says, Yes, Jesus as well. For, I mean, think about it too. The Old Testament says there's only one Lord. Look, the Lord is one. And then it says Jesus is the Lord. You don't see how that actually refutes what he's saying, what young Don is saying? Verses like this do not actually, uh, they are not uh, verses for young Don's position. They are verses for the Trinitarian position. Guys, we got to start putting that, we got to start calling this stuff out. We got to start knowing these Trinitarian verses. Oh, I, let's go to the Shema. I love this verse. Deuteronomy 6.4, let's go to it. Right? Let's go to Deuteronomy 6.4. And yes, yeah, so let's go to 1 Corinthians 8.6. And let me show you what Paul is actually doing in this text. He's expounding on the Shema. Progressive revelation shows us what this verse is actually about. Right? Not Jesus is something else. This verse doesn't help you. He says in Greek, the word Lord does not necessarily mean Yahweh. Okay, well, the problem is Paul is clearly using Deuteronomy 6, 6, 6 4 and including Jesus in it. That's a problem for um, people who do not affirm the deity of Christ. Well, uh, let's see. Let's do w at least two more clips. And maybe we'll have a conversation with some of these folks. John 2028. 20, <laughs> this was my favorite one because it shows you that uh, it shows you one young Don doesn't know anything about Greek. <laughs> and because this is a bad argument. I think many people who would agree, disagree with me would agree Um that this is a bad argument. But an hour is coming. This is what Jesus says. But an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father. Huh. The Father is who Jesus says we will worship. He says, huh. Well, Revelation 5. Let me, let me just show this real quick. Because Revelation 5. Because he, he wants to make a big deal about the worship of the Father. Okay, I love that. I love that. Notice what's happening in heaven. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody. What we have here in Revelation chapter five, verse 13 is worship to the father and to Jesus same worship. There's no way to, there's no way to distinguish this worship as something different from the son and something different from the father. And just in case you're saying, well, this wasn't worship. Well, <laughs> next verse and four living creatures said, amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. Yes, this absolutely is worship. This absolutely is worship. Um, Without, without any controversy, this is worship going on. 
Same worship to the Father, same to the Son. So, again, we are only to worship God. If Jesus isn't God, then this is blasphemy. Obviously, Jesus is God since there is no blasphemy in heaven. In spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God I want you to pay attention to this argument. <laughs> Listen to what's being said here. Listen to what's being said. My pastor says, yeah, John 28, 2028, it says, my Lord and my God to the same person. Well, watch this. I bet you I bet you guys have never heard this argument. <laughs> I'm willing to say this argument has never been used. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Now, the quest now this actually opens up a whole new conversation about what an idiom is. See, notice how Jesus says we need to worship God in spirit and in truth. Is it possible to worship God only in the spirit, but not in truth? How about the truth, but not the spirit? Is that possible? No, this is an idiom. What, Je what is Jesus is saying here is that we must worship him in a truthful spirit or in the true spirit, right? In truthful spirit. The same, I believe, is what is going on in John chapter 20, where Thomas calls Jesus God. Maybe right, maybe wrong. Maybe right, maybe wrong. <laughs> well, it's very important. But he's saying what's happening in John um, 20, 28 is just an idiom. What is an idiom? An idiom is some kind of figure of speech. It's not to be taken literal or, yeah, it's not to be taken literal. It's a figurative. Um so what happening in John 20, 28, when you have uh, Thomas calling Jesus, my Lord and my God, it's just an idiom. <laughs> it's just, it's just an idiom, you know, can't take it literal. Uh, can't take it literal. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, but watch this. Doesn't, you know, but I believe this is an idiom where Thomas responded, my Lord and my God, in spirit and in truth, right? He is calling him his godly Lord, which is what... Now, this actually is not possible in the Greek because he has to skip over <laughs> the conjunction word and, right? It is hatheos, right? Um, kuri, uh, yeah, hatheos. Kai kurios, God and Lord, Lord and God, right? He says, well, no, no, no. It's just uh, godly Lord, godly Lord. <laughs> so, so it's just a, a, a essence of just ascribing to God, to Jesus. He's just godly, a godly Lord. That's not what it's saying, sir. Hi, ha, uh, yeah. Kurios, kai hatheos. That's that's not what it's saying at all. Um, that is terrible. That is that is terrible. But but remember, he st he he started off with just saying, you know, I could be right, I could be wrong. Yeah, you're absolutely wrong. There's a reason why no translation actually says this. The word theos can mean godly. And no one's arguing that. E I'm not even arguing um, that theos can't mean godly. But the the issue is it it. 
it has the conjunction. Yeah, as a uh, most excellent Theophilus says, um, the Granville Sharp rule. Yeah, when you have uh, two proper nouns added with the chi, both of those are to the person. So no, it is not referring to a golly lord. See, he doesn't see. He has no. And again, I don't claim to be a Greek scholar, but I know enough not to make this mistake. At I mean. <laughs> and guys you don't have to you you don't even have to know greek to know that was wrong yeah 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 i mean literally the greek is the lord of me and the god of me let me look that up let me show you sometimes you got to take it to the greek on them you know hold on a second <laughs> sometimes you got to take it to the greek take you to the greek um yeah let me uh let me where, where are we at john John uh, 20, 28, Greek. Let me show you here. And anybody can do this, guys. It, it, you don't have to. You know, I don't want to feel like I'm doing something special here. But notice. Uh, yeah, right here. Uh, let's go to the to actual phrase we're at. Um, to him, right? Ha kurios mu kai ha theos mu, right? The Lord of me. And the God of me right here, not the godly Lord. Just Thomas is just saying, my godly Lord, my godly Lord. That's not what's being said here at all. It's my Lord and my God. But young Don, um, I have one more clip. And it's a discussion over the hypostatic union because he plays this gentleman. I don't know who this guy is. He plays this gentleman, um, and the guy clearly doesn't know what the hypostatic union is. He kind of it kind of gets into some oneness modalism kind kind of argumentation, uh, etc. Um, I'll I'll see. Um, I'll see. Let me let's see. Yeah, let's see. We'll, we'll play this clip. <laughs> we'll play this clip uh, because. Hold on, wait a second. Because this clip right here is—it just makes you say this. Do you wanna build? Do you wanna build a straw man? It reminded me of a an ongoing discussion I've seen amongst believers, and I felt like uh, one side of the, the discussion uses particular verses, and they take them far out of context to claim that Jesus is the same person as the Father. And Do that, you uh, wanna build a straw man? Yeah, so Young Don is playing this. Either this guy is actually, you know, talking about the oneness position, and he's actually making, a, you know, a, a coherent argumentation, or Young Don is confused on the actual argument here. So I'm responding to Young Don's use of this guy. Um, we, so so why would he even play this if it's against the oneness position if he's talking about the Trinity? The Trinity has made very clear. We do not believe that the Father is the Son. Let me make it very clear to you. Um, let me show this diagram right here because it is very helpful, I believe, in discussions like this. All right? The Father is God. So this is how it's one God. The Father is not the Son. The Son is God. The Son is not the Spirit. Right? One God shared by three distinct persons. Um, but you would think, you would think 
Young Don would know that since he claims he used to believe in the Trinity. But he's using a video of a guy arguing against oneness or modalism of some sort to, I, I, I don't know, it, make, it doesn't make sense at all why he would use this guy. So, and again, that's not the hypostatic union. The hypostatic union refers to Jesus, not the Father. The Father never became humanity. Um, do I have it here? Yeah. Let me read this by uh, John Piper. He says, the hypostatic union is the personal union of Jesus's two natures. Uh, Jesus has two complete natures, one fully human, one fully divine. What the doctrine of the hypostatic union teaches that these two natures are united in one person, the God-man. Jesus is not two persons. He is one person. The hypostatic union is the joining of the divine and the human in the one person of Jesus. Uh, not the Father, not the Holy Spirit, but again, um, many much confusion by Young Don here in this video. We'll, we'll probably wrap up the Young Don part today. We may do a part two or three or four, however long it takes. But let's see if my uh, oneness people stuck around. Um, Let's see. If, uh, let's check my email. Uh, you think I'd be flooded with emails, right? Nope. Nope. No flooded of emails. Um, you don't worship him as creator. You worship him as Lord. Well, either way, well, I worship as both, but the point is he is being worshiped along with the father in Roman, uh, Romans, Revelation 5 in the same manner. You can't distinguish this worship. There's nothing in that part right there that distinguishes it. Um, he is creator. The Lord is creator. The Messiah is creator. I don't know how you get that distinction as, well, I don't worship him as creator, but I worship him as Lord. If he's not God, he's not to be worshiped at all. Only God is to be worshiped. So talk about idolatry if Jesus isn't God. Um, he says, send the link. Email me, sir. Email me. I told y'all that in the hour ago. <laughs> uh, all things theology at Gmail. I told you that all, oh, oh, long time ago. You guys haven't even got around to that. <laughs> um, send me the link. <laughs> uh, and I haven't blocked anybody. I have been responding, doing my video. So, and I and I told I don't think anybody has been blocking you guys. Um, yeah, that's right. Don's theology, um, Don's theology oh, allows two lords to be worshipped. That's right. The Bible clearly says only God is to be worshipped. I mean, because if you, if you can just worship other people, what's, what was wrong with, with what the Israelites did to the golden calf? What, what, was, what, was, what, was, what, what did they do wrong? <laughs> If we can just worship, if, if only God isn't to be worshipped, then I'm afraid that Moses went too far in his condemnation of what they were doing. He said, send the link. Email me, sir. 
Email me, sir. It's been on the screen. I have stated that multiple times. Y'all demand people do it for you. I'm not going to send the link for everybody to see. That's how you get 50 people in here at once. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, also telling us, yeah, Acts 20, 28, that God purchased the church with his own blood. That's right. That's right. Email me, sir. I I didn't see anything again. Um, I I tell my moderators, unless you're being disrespectful, which I, I didn't see anybody. It could, it could have been. I don't know. Uh, not to um, mute people, but I think people were being uh, <laughs> were, were just demanding I do things for them. So you might have got muted, but you, you can't just make demands. I told you what would be allowed here. Um, yeah, I can't stop people from sending an email yet. I haven't got one yet. Um, let's see. Let's see. No email yet. No email yet. What about the scripture that says he is the root and offspring? Yes, Jesus came in the flesh. You know, that's how many people try to get around all the clear verses that say he Jesus is God. They'll be like, but he's man too. <laughs> and I'm like, the hypostatic union? <laughs> it, yeah, showing that he's a man actually doesn't refute the point. Um. Yeah, that's right. Isaiah saw Jesus. Well, when did Isaiah see Jesus? When did see? When did Isaiah see God? He, yeah. Well, Isaiah six. We have that reference. So yeah. False dichotomy. Well, that's your, that's your friends committing the false dichotomy. Either he's God. Either he's God or man. Well, he's the God man. So I agree it's a false dichotomy. Um, yeah, I, I may review that as well. I may review that as well. Um, we'll see. No, no emails yet. I, I, I mean, there was like eight people in here in the beginning demanding I send them an email or send them a link. I said, email me, you'll get the link. No email. What is this? All things theology at gmail.com. I don't have all day though. I have somewhere to be a little in a little bit. So um, I'll sip on my ice. Surely I'll be getting emails. <laughs> I was sure I would get some emails. You know. So yeah. Still no emails from Don King's the Don King crew. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of young Don's theology, he's still trying to um, just send the link. What about I don't want 140 people to see the link? Do you not understand? Just send the email. <laughs> you want to come on my show. Um <laughs> uh,
Oh, interesting. Let's see. Yeah, so I think a lot of it where, uh, um, well, I see Theophilus, but he said he doesn't have camera or anything. He wants to set up a moderated debate. We maybe can do something. I'm talking about the guys who were not talking about you. I was talking about the guys who were demanding I do something with them right now. But I do think um, a lot of it is where Young Don is trying to figure out this stuff on the fly. And I think when he gets challenged, he feels pressure to maybe give a response or an answer maybe the next day or something. And it kind of gets him to heresy. Sadly. Sadly. <sighs> Sadly. Where, where is my guys earlier? Jesus Christ is Lord and truth. What was the other guy? Something. Uh, the glory fades. I'm, I'm talking about you guys. Because you were demanding I, I, I send a link. Well, if you email me, you can get a link. Um. So, yeah. No, heresy, sir, is not beautiful to watch. It is not beautiful to watch. A, a denial of the wonderful counselor, the majestic Lord. Is not, is not beautiful. Having God reduced to a demigod, some uh, glorified man, some, yeah, demigod, half God, half man, that is not beautiful to see. It is not beautiful to see. You know, Jesus forgives sins. What man could say that? What man could say that? All right, uh, let's see. William White. Have you been... I, don't, I haven't even seen you in the chat, I don't think. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that, but let me see here. Let me see here. Sorry, guys. Let me get this set up. Gennaro, which one should I send it to? Gennaro and William White. Well, only two people have emailed me so far. Well, now now they're emailing. <laughs> Not watch. Now they're gonna be mad I didn't choose the right one. Let me see. Uh, Church of the Holy Lord has been pretty uh, vocal. How about this, sir? There you go. There you go. Joseph Jackson, sir, what is going on? What is going on with you, man? All right, we're only going to do one at a time. So let's see. Maybe go for about an hour or so. We'll see. Yeah, Theophilus, you said you wanted to set up a moderated debate. So that would conclude, not right now, 
moderated, unless you do impromptu moderated debates. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see which one responds first. All right, you're Gennaro. All right, I'll send you one. We'll see which one responds first. I emailed two people back. So, yeah. And this isn't a cam up or shut up. <laughs> hey, I, I, I allow disagreement on this channel. This, is, this isn't a cult where you have to agree or you can't be on the channel or anything. Um, but, yeah. Kurt Flow. Who is Kurt Flow? Hold on a second. You got to unmute yourself, sir. I think you muted yourself. <laughs> That's right. Hold on a second. Before you come in, sir. There we go. Yeah, we got to practice. Guys, if you're in the Dallas area, I got to give a little plug real quick. If you're in the Dallas area on this Saturday, 6.30 p.m., Make sure you come to the All Things Theology, the Adoption Concert. <laughs> Not all the will be there'll be uh, Heritage Grace, Hymns. My brother Jared Miller will be performing, and also I will be doing some songs on the new album. I'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, let's see. Well, yeah, come on down if you're in the area. Um, I don't know, man. You 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 you're muted. Uh. I mean, you're you're good on my side. I don't know if you gotta unmute yourself or. Uh, you're good on my side. I mean, I'll even put you to the. On my camera, yeah, you're on the screen. You gotta unmute it. There you go. I think you, I think I hear you now. What's going on, brother? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Hey, we don't want to see your forehead, man. Show your show that face, brother. Man, you don't want to see my ugly face. <laughs> hey, well, I go live every week, so people got to see this. So, <laughs> I got you. What's going well, on, I man? I believe you believe in the false teachings, right? Well, yeah. You that's, should know me already. That's your belief. I do not know you. Yeah, you do. You know I, me very well. I, first time talking to you. All right. Never heard this voice before, huh? Not that I recall, so. Gotcha. So you believe in the Trinity and you believe in one saved, always saved, huh? Let's start with the first thing. So let's not put multiple topics at one. Let's argue one thing at a time. So, yes, I do believe that the Trinity. Trinity. Can you find the Trinity in the word of God? You mean like the word? Like the word and the uh, actual one God, three people. I mean, that's what you believe in, right? You, you, want, you want that verbatim or the concept? Yeah, I mean, that's what you believe, right? What does the Trinity believe? One God, three people. Is that correct? Well, you're denying it, so you should know what we believe, right? Absolutely, I know what you believe. So you're you're asking me to show the word. I, I mean, you but in order to believe something, in order to be confident in your belief system, which is a man-made theology, uh, it never came from the Word of God; it came from the third century. So if you believe in the Trinity and you believe in this one God, three people, you got to find it in the Scriptures. It says, "According as it is written." So can you show me Bible in the in the scriptures? Bible just means book, holy right. book. So so you so you're okay with the concept I don't for Bible? Call it the holy Bible. Hold, hold I call on a second. The holy scriptures. Okay, but so you would you would reject the Bible, but 
Bible just means book, man. You, right. You're playing semantics. No, because what I'm saying is you got to define, we have to define our terms. So if you want me to find the word Trinity, obviously, yes. I don't know. I would say that's that's not what we're arguing about. But if you allow the concept, oh, I could definitely prove that. Okay, uh, prove both. How about that? Well, <laughs> prove the Bible's in the Bible. I didn't say the Bible was in the Bible. I, you, you assumed that I thought that or I think that, but that's well, you, not what I think. You, you told I call me it the Holy Scriptures because it's not in the Word you, of God. You told me to prove, you, you said prove both. You believe God is omniscient? Yes, omnipotent, sh all that stuff. Sh show me that in the Bible. No problem. Revelations. Okay. Hold on one second. You, you know what? How about this? I'll give I'll give you what you want. Okay. I'll, I'll show you. I'll demonstrate yeah, the truth. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to yeah. find. I'm trying to seek this okay. one God, three people that y'all believe okay. in that came so, from the Catholics. Well, that's your that assertion. Has infiltrated the Christian churches. The the, the the doctrine of the Trinity long existed, uh, Roman Catholic. So. You're not if it's even, not in the word of God, it hold, never could. Hold, hold on, sir. Never, you're never doing a lot of talking, you, but you're demanding I prove something. You're making a lot yes, of assertions. Absolutely. As, fine. Doing, so, hold on. Calm down. Calm down. I'm perfectly fine. One, one thing you stated, one thing you just stated that was actually historically an error is that the doctrine of the Trinity was made up by the Roman Catholics. The doctrine of the Trinity long existed uh, any Roman Catholic. Uh, uh, so, so you're wrong there in your church history. Two. Do the Catholics believe in. Uh, Trinity. They also believe things you believe. So I don't know what that means. That that doesn't also that, believe what I believe. I don't yeah. believe in no Catholic. Catholics don't even know the word of God. Do you believe God exists? God exists. Yeah. Of course, there's a God, but our God ain't the Catholics. But hold on. So our do the God Catholics. Ain't your God. So, so so the point you I don't even. <laughs> how can how can you on, say that on, Jesus sir. Christ is God but not Father God? What kind of sense that make? Because he's not the Father. So he's God, but he's not Father God. Now you're getting what the Trinity is. Yes, you're finally catching it. I already know what the Trinity is. I debated <laughs> so why are you shocked? So at Jesus' I'm not baptism... So, so why, me, how, I'm asking a simple question. How can Jesus be God, but not God the Father? Explain that. Because God is triune. Let me explain this to you real clearly. The Bible Find says, triune in the Word of God. Find Bible in the Word of God. Uh, you're, 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 it's very silly. That. You, it's very you're silly. saying things that are not in the word of God. I know they're not in the word. There's no triune. There's no trinity. There's no one God, three people. Y'all made this up in your heads. And where did it come from? The third century. All you got to do is Google where it came from. Or we can actually do historical work and uh, we can allow the scriptures oh, historical. to speak. Let me put yeah. my, my, my two fingers up. Air yeah. quotes. Historical. Uh, can we have a conversation? Because you, you're doing a lot of bantering and stuff. We can have somebody else on who can actually have a conversation. I mean, if you want to run, that's fine. But I'm just looking for this one God, three people that you're looking for. I mean, I'm perfectly good. So you're going to let me answer it? You're going to let me answer it? Absolutely. We wait. Okay, so I've been trying to answer it. The Bible says clearly that there is only one God. But the Bible also says that there are three persons. There's only one God. Yes, but you're assuming universal. three persons at? Can, can I answer the question, sir? Without yes, interrupting. I'm just looking for the three persons that you said. I'm going to show you, but you, you got to allow... You, Sometimes thoughts, I have deeper thoughts that allow more than two words to come out. So you got to give me time, and, you know, so. So the Bible clearly says. I mean, we'll give you all the time you need. You're not giving me any time. You keep interrupting. Let me talk. Uh, the Bible clearly says that there is one person. Oh, sorry. One, uh, one, one, one <laughs> being of God. There's only one God. 
But the assumption that Unitarians and people like you make is that that one is not, you know, it's, it's only unipersonal, unipersonal, meaning that there is only one person. The Bible does the, the, the term one Akkad actually has a plural uh, unity, uh, plural one unity. And you can roll your head and mock and yeah, but I mean, just we, find the scripture, man. That's all we're looking for. I'm I'm defining my position. I'm actually using scripture. But I know you're, your position. We don't need you to educate us on your position. We know your position. You believe in one God, three people. The tribe if you, you actually listen to what I'm saying, I'm dive, if you actually listen to what I'm saying, I'm actually diving in the text, but you're too immature to sit down and listen for more than two seconds. I'm older than you. Be careful what you're saying there, young you can be. You can have old fools and old immature people. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, you, you, you can't even rebuke an elder, unfortunately. Okay, anyways, can we get into the text? Can we get into this? We waiting. That's what I'm defining my position. The Lord our God is one. The Bible says that there is one God. The assumption you make is that that one is one of unipersonal rather than uh, plurality of unity, which is what the Bible is speaking about. The Bible also says that there is that husband and wife become one, same akkad, but but we know that that is not one person in that marriage. So so the word akkad can speak about uh, uh, plural plural unity, plurality of persons. Yet God is one one being one essence uh so moving on the bible obviously says that the father is god that's not in debate i've never heard anyone deny that i think we would agree there so this so the debate comes into is the son and the spirit god well the bible clearly says in john 1 that the word is god uh passages like john 8 uh jesus is the i am uh Colossians 1, Jesus is the creator of all things. He, uh, and numerous passages like the oh, Revelation 1, Jesus is the Almighty God, Titus 3 5. He's God and Savior. Uh, uh, first what Timothy about Isaiah 2, 9 6. We calls him the everlasting Father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, so, so, we, so we agree Jesus is God. No, we don't agree because you say Jesus is God, but he's not Father God. You don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. Let's get that straight. You like a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I'm over here demonstrating Jesus is God. No, you're not, because what you when I tell you, I ask you if he's Father God, you say no, he's not. Yes, Jesus is and not yet the, the scriptures, and Jesus calls him the everlasting Father. So, so what you're referring to in Matthew, uh, sorry, uh, Isaiah nine six, these are attributes of the Son that Jesus has. These are not actual. This is not speaking that Jesus is the Father. The, the Hebrew there it can actually be turned to be translated also as the the Father of Eternity. Yeah, Jesus has the same eternity as the Father. That's not in question at, at all. My brother, it says everlasting Father. His name shall be called. I, I just explained that. God. You got no problem calling him God. But when it comes to Father God, the Antichrist spirit in you says, no, 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 I can't call him. Even though Isaiah 9, 6 says he is the everlasting Oh, Father. I remember you. You're, you're the guy who said theology. Now, now the, you do. Theology the is exposed your butt. You <laughs> well, no, not not that part. You're the one who said theology is uh, is not uh, biblical. <laughs> yeah, theology can be found nowhere in the Word of God. In fact, theology is the study of the Word of God. That's absurd. But anyways, you, we'll, don't, you don't study the Word of God. You study okay. man-made theology. So, so I'm going to show you how Jesus is not the Father, right? Okay, you ready? All right, show okay. me. Right. I can't, I can't without the boastering, without the without the antics, please, please. I don't want to do Don't worry that. about me. Just worry about finding your scriptures, okay. all right? Matthew chapter You're not 3. You're going to tell me how I can act and not act. Well, yeah, yes, God. I can. On my show, I can act. I don't care nothing about your All show. right, well, this is what we'll do. You should right? know that. This is what we'll do right there. <laughs> you can't act like you have the Holy Spirit. Well, we, no conversation. This, this is childish. Childish guy. Let me prove that Jesus is not. And if any one of the, the other gentlemen would like to come on. Um, we can have a conversation. 
this guy wouldn't let me get two words out of my mouth. My goodness. Um, let's see. Let me send it to one more other guy. This is like arguing with a toddler. My goodness. Let me demonstrate how Jesus uh, is, is not the father. Okay. Matthew 3. Verse 13, he says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered, said, let him uh, be so now for thus is fitting to be fulfilled all righteousness. And then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went under the water. So notice the location of Jesus. He's in the water. Right. And the heavens were opened up to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. So the spirit is coming down from heaven while Jesus is in the water. So Jesus isn't the spirit and behold a voice from heaven. So you have three locations, so to speak in this, in this event, right? The voice says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. This is the father speaking. Jesus can't be the father if it's the father, unless, unless you're some arguing some kind of ventriloquist act is going on here. Jesus is clearly not the father. If you just go and read throughout the Gospels, you can clearly see that Jesus distinguished himself from the father. The father sent me, right? I am returning back to the father. Uh, yeah, Jesus is praying. It's not to himself. Um, numerous uh, things like that. But man, this guy, <laughs> this guy is just, man, I, I'm, I'm up for a conversation, but you can't just do all this bantering. Um, I, I, look, I'm all for disagreement and, and discussion, but <laughs> you do let me get a word in. It's, I, I know there are some other guys who I emailed back. If you guys want to have a conversation, he says, if I let him let you talk, you will let him back in. No, <laughs> he's already proven himself that he can't have a mature conversation. <laughs> you fool me once, shame on shame on you, shame on like, you. Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> he's already demonstrated he can't have a conversation. It's just bantering. I, I I don't like look. I don't like all the bantering and the theatrics when we have a conversation. Prove yourself from the scripture. All this ah historical stuff. The Catholics, the Roman Catholics, made up the Trinity and. Guys, there was not a there was not a Roman Catholic in the third fourth century, not one. Um, Roman Catholic Catholicism was a later development in history. Uh, you can read uh, these books here. Let me. Uh, it's hard to do this <laughs> right here. These books right here, uh, the Church, uh, the Two Thousand Years of Christ Power by Nick Needham, will demonstrate how the the development of uh, the Roman Catholic church is just, just something later in history. Not anyways, everybody deserves a second chance. <laughs> well, this was his second chance. Remember, I know him. I've, I've engaged with him before. So <laughs> how about you? Come on. Or is this your King? Um, <laughs> right. Here's his air quotes. I grew up around some immature black folks. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, yeah, so many, so many Trinitarian texts, y'all. Look, the Lord rained down sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of heavens. 
Notice there are two lords. There's two Yahwehs right there. Or not two Yahwehs, but two persons of Yahweh. Right? Lord rained down burning sulfur from the Lord out of heavens. And this makes no sense in a oneness position. <laughs> None at all. Um, none at all. Um, yeah, so I, I want to know what happened to the other gentleman. I emailed four people back or three people. I emailed three people back. I, uh, hey, so you guys want to know something funny? You want to know something funny? So that's the guy in the beginning of the All Things Theology song. Yeah, do y'all, did y'all, so I didn't recognize him when he first came on because I've only heard his voice. Hold on a second. I gotta, uh, I gotta show y'all this. <laughs> that is the guy from the All Things Theology song. Like it hit me. It hit me when we were halfway into the argument. Oh, this guy's voice sounded familiar. Um, hold on a second. Let me know, let me let me know if y'all can hear this. Some of y'all might not have caught caught this. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I didn't catch it till I was halfway in the discussion with the guy. That uh, that's uh, hold on. Let me send this song to me. I'm working off two monitors here. Yeah. My wife said, I knew I recognized that voice. Yes. You can, you guys don't you guys don't know this voice? Hold on. Can y'all hear that? No, y'all can't hear that. Hold on, y'all can't hear that. Hold on. Oh, hold on. I, I know how to do it. I know how I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it from my computer here. So, so this is the guy from uh, the All Things Theology, <laughs> the beginning of the song. Okay. I didn't know that was him till I'm like halfway in the discussion. Like this voice sounds familiar. <laughs> so yeah, that's him. That's him, y'all. Uh... <laughs> he didn't know he got added on all things theology. He said, "That's him. That is him, Adrian." <laughs> if I don't know, hey, if I don't known that was him that was coming in the live, I would have never let him in. I would have never let him in. That guy is irrational. Not only irrational, but um, I mean, you see how he act. I mean, like a child. I, look, I've had conversations with uh, Unitarians, people who disagree, and they don't do this kind of acting like a child. He was like, yeah, you're not going to tell me how to act. <laughs> well, yeah, on my channel, and hopefully you would act like you had the spirit, you know, but yeah. Um <laughs> I couldn't believe that was him. Dude made a, 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 Hey, who knew? Who knew that would happen? Oh. 
well then let him in bro no i am not letting that man in somebody else can come in and we can have a conversation he's the reason i have a channel <laughs> yeah he got to get his elderly royalty check All right so apparently if you're older that just automatically makes you mature right um wow some things make my brain hurt and that was one of them um yeah, but if there's any people who deny the Trinity who can conduct themselves accordingly, man, we can have a quick conversation. I mean, I don't have an hour to give. Um, 